One of the main issues plaguing society in the 21st century is the lack of set, concrete definitions for words in the language that we use to communicate with others. There has been an ongoing ideological warfare in America since the 1960s and 70s, and the primary targets were always big institutions that govern our society, like education, government, and religion. Because of the authoritative nature of these long-standing institutions, citizens instill their trust in them with good reason. Over the course of the decades, however, the ideological barrier between citizens of different beliefs has been growing. America was founded on values of God, freedom, and patriotism. Blood was even shed over religion in the past. The idea of America was unity under God still. Not a specific God, but the idea of God and the God-given freedoms granted to her citizens, and the obligation of American government to protect those freedoms. So under this tenet, even people from different religions and cultures and races could coexist. And this is what they did. Under the agreement that what made them alike was their appreciation for America and her freedom. To come to a new place, a new country, where they had more freedom to live better. And so that growing ideological barrier that I mentioned is not that of different races or religions or cultures. But now it is between the people who still stand for America and those who stand against it. This in and of itself is a religious belief because beliefs are just sets of ideas that govern our reality and the actions that we take in this world as they relate to other individuals. For many decades now, there has been an anti-patriotism movement that has infiltrated our education system and created a generation that does not appreciate America's freedom. This is because this country has been very free for a very long time in comparison to other empires in human history. The good times have created weak men and our men are very weak compared to the men in other developing countries. So now we ask ourselves, what is freedom? How do we define it? What good and bad comes with freedom? And what side effects can we expect from government attempting to protect our freedoms? Freedom, as it pertains to humans, is the ability to act in a way that their mind and body desires, whether for good or bad. Now this is a very general definition, but definitions must be broken down into parts to dissect. When we talk about the ability of a human, we are assuming that all humans have the same mental and physical abilities, and they do not. So not all ability is the same. Therefore that slightly limits the freedoms of the humans with less ability. When we talk about the desires of a human, we are assuming that all humans have the same set of desired feelings or the same range of desired feelings because desires stem from what we feel. What we feel stems from our emotions when interacting with and experiencing the world around us. Children have interacted with the world less than adults and therefore they do not feel such a wide range of emotions towards situations. The basics are happy and sad, then angry, and then the emotions develop from there depending on how you parse your experiences in life. So I've established that some humans may have less mental or physical ability than others due to miscellaneous circumstances. I've also established that some humans may have less range of desires than others, mostly due to their lack of experience with situations out of their comfort zone. 
In order to desire different things, you must interact with more different and different things. In most cases, this is a positive trait to possess, but one that stands out as a particular bad example is the difference between heterosexual people and pansexual people. Pansexuals are people who claim that they have a sexual desire for any and all genders or sexes. As open-minded as you are, you can imagine that those types of people are not top-level executives at high-producing companies, for example. So then the idea we have of freedom is a very liberal idea where anyone can do whatever they want, except for the people who are physically or mentally impaired from doing, we will call them the impaired, and those who don't know what they want, we will call them the developing. This is critical to the idea of freedom because in order for a community to include the impaired and developing in the freedoms of the rest, they need to create systems that accommodate them. For the impaired, it is via handicap systems, public safety programs, and social welfare. For the developing, it is via a public education system. So in theory, safety initiatives and social welfare programs are meant to do good. In theory, a public education system is meant to do good. The reality is very different for two reasons. First, it is a government-handled sector, which means that it is funded by taxpayer dollars. Taxpayer dollars are not all the same, because some people who pay taxes want different things than other people who pay taxes. Yet, it is not them who are deciding where their money goes, it is the government which ends up pocketing a cut. A significant cut, by the way. This is the problem with public programs, which governments never really want to fix, because they'll end up laying themselves off since they have fixed a problem they are paid to fix. Secondly, not introducing competition, like private healthcare systems or private schools, significantly degrades the quality of the service in question. Have you ever stood in line at the emergency room or at the DMV? I can't remember the last time I did. I want to stay as far away from those sectors as possible, because even after you wait all this time to get attended, the quality is simply not worth the wait. Most would rather pay for time and quality. So given these distinctions between the theory of a government's role and the real role as proven by actual empirical evidence, there is a large gap here that corrupt governments can exploit, and they have. You see, government was meant to protect us from outside, national-level physical threats to our existence. It was not meant to protect us from ourselves, nor be our doctors, nor our therapists. The second we let government slowly creep across that line that our sacred document established in 1787 is the second we let open a world of possible corruption. Now the government has control in the name of safety. They are concerned for the safety of their citizens. Therefore, all of their excessive control methods are justified. Next is the education sector. If the citizens delegate their children's education to government, two things will happen. One, the quality will be worse than private paid education, and two, the lack of competition allows the government, whom you should not even trust with the mental development of your child to begin with, to instill their own worldviews and beliefs into your child. What beliefs does the government of today have? One word, control. They believe that people are safer and better off depending on government. The higher the dependency on an entity that has a monopoly on violence, aka the government, the higher the probability of corruption in any industry they partake in. What the government has done is very cleverly injected anti-patriotic talking heads disguised behind the veil of social justice and equality and allow them to leak 
toxic ideas into the public school curriculum. When you do this, the generation that receives this unchecked indoctrination has to go a massive unlearning process in their adult life through reoccurring failures in both their professional and personal lives. The reason why they inject this anti-patriotic curriculum into the brains of the next generation is because patriotism in its very nature and essence is anti-government, anti-control, anti-corruption. Patriotism is freedom. Patriotism is fighting for liberty. And when you introduce anti-patriotic ideas, then the individuals and the children who are being raised with those ideas and absorb that, uh, that ideology like a sponge become much easier to control and much less worried about their freedom. They don't understand the cost of freedom, the value of freedom, and what our forefathers have done and fought for to have this freedom. This is the reason. For most people, undergoing a massive unlearning process in their adult life is too much to ask for if they even recognize the need for change and unlearning at all. Most delve deeper into this wrong belief system that they were taught, a belief that the history of this country has been a patriarchal oppressive nightmare for the marginalized and that toppling the capitalist and religious systems that uphold this oppression is the only way forward. You may have asked yourself where we all went wrong. When did kids begin to speak and act like this? If you are asking, this means you don't know. If you don't know, it means you never listened because the word has been spoken all along. You must find signal in a world full of noise. God bless. Humans fancy that there's something special about the way we perceive the world and yet we live in loops as tight and as closed as the hosts do. Seldom questioning our choices, content for the most part to be told what to do next. <laughs>